at the center of the universe. At the border between the light and the dark stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages, the heroes of Grayskull have defended the universe against the forces of evil. Walk through the Hall of Living Pictures and learn the history and mystery of the masters of the universe. Dive deep into the mythology of Eternia, Etheria, and more. For those who know the stories of Grayskull will come the power. The power to be supreme. The power to be all-knowing. The power to be... Legends of Grayskull. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Primus, Norder, Golden Books, Ladybird Books, UK Annuals, Comics, Mini Comics, Magazines, Old Adventures, New Adventures, The Power of the Good, and The Way of the Magic, and everything else. I'm Matthew Dooch. I'm here with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are we doing tonight? I, I gotta give you props because right before we started recording, I go, "You gotta work that last bit in there." And man, did he do it! Man, did I you do it, it, Matt? I tell you, props, <laughs> especially this hour of the night, man. That was that was very, very deft, very like deft, it. very, like very it. well done. <laughs> it's gonna be coming up a lot here tonight because oh, because yeah. we've, um, we've got some new adventures to talk about tonight. Yeah, so how am I doing? I am both amazed and confused is what I am because <laughs> this week, like, uh, we, we choose the stuff that we're going to cover usually Monday or Tuesday at the latest, mm-hmm. record on Wednesday, and uh, Matthew and I were talking and he goes, I think it's time for new adventures. I'm like, what are you dragging me into? Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I threw him a curveball curve this week. <laughs> So, oh, it, it is truly new adventures for me because um, I I never touch the stuff ever, and it, uh, there's that element of it's partially the fan reaction. Once you get into these groups, yep. there is that yep. oh, stay away from that stuff; it's not good. And partially, it's I didn't grow up with it, so there's no nostalgia to it. So there's an element of like it just completely ended in that nice little. I started with the mini comics information, went back to it in 2000X, and that big canyon of time between the two, it just fell right in there, and I Absolutely. just never went back to it. So yeah, for me, it's um, I I had I had a little bit more. I had I had one of the human uh, variants, not. Not the first figure. I meant to look it up because I always get his name wrong. Um, but the one with the swivel cut in his his chest, so he did the big punch. Um, I, that, but that was the only New Adventures figure I had. I know I saw a couple episodes here and there growing up, um, but yeah, I didn't really follow it too much. I had I had the shuttle pod vehicle, which we'll see in this episode. So there there was a little bit of it for me. But mm-hmm. not not to the depths of of actually seeing like like a ton of it or it leaving a big impression on me. 
Um, and this actual episode I didn't see until well into my teens. So, um, and so for tonight we decided that we were just going to start from the beginning. A new beginning, if you will, because mm-hmm. that is the <laughs> name of the episode. It was the first episode of the New Adventures of He-Man series. Um, and, and yeah, so, uh, like Sean said, he he had never seen it or doesn't remember seeing it if he did. Um, I, when I first started getting into the fan community, it was the same thing. It was, it, it, especially back then, it was very much shunned. People said, don't check, don't even bother. It's worthless, you know. And so I, I never checked it out for the longest time. I just, I just felt that the designs were too far from what I, I knew. And honestly, I never even tried giving it a chance. Um, and then I, I did happen across one time during high school at like a used bookstore. They had, uh, the promo VHS for new adventures. I don't know if you ever remember seeing that. Mm, I honestly know, but I, who knows? I might have, and I just didn't even realize it back in those days. Yeah, well, it's it's got the... If you've seen the commercials for the toy line, it had those, like, live-action actors, you know? And if I remember correctly, yeah, the VHS okay. actually had, like, the live-action actors, like, on the cover. But the, the, the episode itself was the actual cartoon, the New Adventures cartoon, I think it was either attached to the figures or it was a mail away, something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I picked it up just because it's like, well, it's something He-Man, and it was, probably, it was probably only like a couple bucks or something. And I remember watching that, and I'm like, this this is terrible. Like, it was the the whole tape was like a half hour, maybe a little longer, and like the episodes that were on, the episode that was on it just wasn't good like it didn't make sense and I'm just like well I was I guess it's true you know this is just a bad series you know mm. uh, but what it turned out is for that particular tape what they did is it was like parts of three different episodes chopped into one episode together yeah yeah wow <laughs> Because they're really trying to help the series by it, doing it this. Was, apparently, it was it was part part of this uh, a new beginning. It was like ten minutes of this. It was like the part with them on Eternia and them being taken to the future, and then it jumped to another episode and had like ten minutes of that, and then it jumped to another episode and had ten minutes of that. Um, so it was really like. Once, once I finally sat down years after that and w- actually watched the whole series, I'm like, okay, well, this is better than that tape. But if they were putting this tape out to promote the series, it's like, well, that didn't do it any favors because it was no, it was very no. odd. So, <laughs> but yeah, beyond that, I think I I did. It was probably actually after 2000... Oh, I know, it was after the Mike Young production series wrapped is when I finally mm-hmm. sat down and really gave New Adventures a chance just because I was so bored and just, just needing something new, you know? Cause you I'd, needed to fill the void. Right. Yeah. Thanks to the bootlegs, I, I'd already seen all the filmation. I'd seen all the MYP, obviously. I'd seen all the She-Ra. So it's like, okay, I need 
something here. So, and, and my local comic shop had the bootleg complete new adventures. So I'm like, okay. And so I did it. I sat down and I watched it all the way through and... You know, th- there's there's some good stuff in there. There's some bad stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But o- overall, I gained an appreciation for it after all these years. Um, b- between this and the classics, you know, really making these guys uh, feel like a part of the line this mm-hmm. time around. Which I know even with the original toys, they were trying to get there. Because if you noticed, after that first wave, they started, like, bulking them up and giving them more, you know, accessories and trying to make them a little more uh, Masters-esque, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen the, like, I, I have seen the original first edition mm-hmm. of the New Adventures, He-Man. And then, I, what is it? Is it Battle Punch or something yeah, they call like, them? Or it, was it Thunder Punch? Like, legit Thunder Punch? Yeah, I think there was a or something. Thunder Punch and a Battle Punch, and that's why I can never remember which one that I actually had. But I, I do remember, like, even the face was looking a lot more like the traditional old-school He-Man face and all that right. in, in the toy line. But, um, but yeah, I mean, th- I don't know. This is, this is just one of those things where it feels... It feels like I don't know. I it never drew me in in any way, shape, or form to to give it a shot. And it's not even. I don't want to say that I, I I never wanted to. It was more of a. I just it, it, the feel of it was so unlike what I want that I just never even thought to do it. You know. Right. So. Yeah, no, I I get it, but luckily, luckily I dragged you uh, kicking and screaming here. So, yeah, but but the funny thing is, is that you actually have some new adventures in your collection, don't you? I do. I let me see which ones there were again. I know optics in there. Um, I really loved him from the from classics, and I know Tuscador's in here because when I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> like that. That works, and uh, he was the first of the Ram Man bucks mm-hmm. that I got when I first got into classics, and uh, yeah, he he's one that I have no knowledge of him to the extent of other characters in the original line, right. but he looks so cool, I'll never give that one up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that simple. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I have in here. I, I thought there was one other. They have Optic, right? Well, yeah, I, I said optic, okay, but Tuscador. I, I oh, oh 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 I did have um I did have a new adventure Skeletor for a while, but I ended up trading him. But I I actually love that Skeletor. Oh, yeah, and that's one that it's like he's not too expensive that I can't get him back eventually. Right. So that's kind of why I, I was okay with trading him. But I I did have him, and you know I and that's. Here, here's the thing. I mean, not to not to get into the episode too deep or whatever, but when you see what the Horsemen did with that character, yes, and when you watch this episode, yes. there is this element of you, really, really animated, <laughs> you know, really jet lag. This is what you're pulling on us. Um, and and I'm not going to be the guy to start slamming it for uh, he's got eyeballs or this and that. But there's yeah. this. 
it's just it, like there's there's this character within a character in the way that the horseman did that. Right. All of the details, him looking broken but still ready to fight and all that kind of stuff. And I love that about the the figure. Right. But I've seen like screen caps along the way, knowing <laughs> this is what I'm about to get into with the Skeletor in this, and it's like. I, I, I've told you, and I, I'll, I'll tell the, the listeners and the viewers, mm-hmm. I tried, the first time I watched this episode, um, I looked at it in almost three different perspectives. It's the very first time I've ever done with, that with anything. <laughs> the first perspective was just me getting into this and figuring out what it what's going on. The second version was me looking at it and thinking to myself, I see what they were attempting to do, but I think they could have done it differently and better mm-hmm. if they would have just tried a little something different, maybe. And the third version was, okay, me at eight or nine years old seeing this on TV, <laughs> what would I have done? And right. that version was the hardest for me to get behind because I'm so far removed from that age that now I can't... It's um, uh, I, I, said it, I said it to you privately... It's the Goonies to me. I never <laughs> saw the Goonies when I was a kid. I never yeah. watched it. It was one of those movies that fell through the cracks for me. Um, I got to watch like Temple of Doom mm-hmm. and all these other movies like that Monster Squad and all this stuff. Goonies just never was one that I went to. It was never one I had to see. And then it was when I was in my 20s, somebody was trying to get me to watch it. Oh, and yeah. every time I hung out with them, they'd try to get me to watch it. And I could never get through the entire movie. And then I finally watched it only like a couple years ago, and I just went, I don't get what the deal is with this. Like, I don't get the appeal because I'm not seven watching this movie about kids on an adventure anymore. It's I'm in my 30s and 40s trying to watch this, and it's like, well, E.T. already filled that gap for me, or, you know, all these other movies when I was a kid were those movies. And Goonies just was the the it was left out in the dust, you know, mm-hmm. just like this, you know. It's like that that for me, I couldn't think of it, but yeah, I could see what the fan problems were in sure. this episode, watching it and going like, yeah, anybody that loved filmation, I would see this as a slap in the face in that way. I I could, yeah. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, fans. Let me put put it that way before especially, we get too hot and heavy into this. Especially if you don't see this first episode. When you know, because I, I think the, this first episode did at least try to bridge. Um, but once again, here though, this was uh, first run syndication. I mean, 65 episodes in one season, it was following the same model that Filmation set already. So if you just tuned in, if you missed that first weekday and you just tuned in, there's then it definitely feels in you know, even further disjointed, you know, without seeing mm-hmm. this first episode here. Um, mm-hmm. And real quick, not to go too far into the history, because I don't know all the history, but this was this concept that became New Adventures, became, the you know, the straight He-Man toy line. It went through a number of iterations before it got here, um, and it actually started development with Filmation. Um, this Filmation was trying to create this new series in the future, you know. Um, and back then it was going to be called uh, He-Man and the Masters of Space. 
Um, so even the filmation was going to take it into outer space and, mm-hmm. and we could do a whole episode about all the concepts there. I know there was, <laughs> there was the one where, you know, the ship, they were on the ship in space and it was alive and it could create a double for Adam. And, uh, I know there's another concept along the way where it was going to be Adam and Skeletor's kids fighting in the future. Um, and there was actually going to be like <laughs> it was going to be one of those like live action uh, slash animation thing, kind of like like Captain N and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Where he man, yeah, I remember this. He man and Skeletor were actually going to be like live action, and they just like appear on like view screens and stuff, like talking to their kids in the future. But then like all their adventures would be animated and stuff. <laughs> So, it was He-Man and How I Met Your Mother, basically. Yeah. It's the yeah. bookends of the episodes. <laughs> yeah, some, something like that, yeah. so Oh, boy. So there was there was a number of things that could have happened here. Um, mm-hmm. But eventually, uh, yeah, Filmation, unfortunately, they got, they got sold and shut down the, uh, about a year before this this came to be and so then jet lag ended up coming in and picking up a lot of the concepts and kind of pushing it to this between them and mattel working together obviously um pushed it into what is new adventures of he-man um like i said ran one season first run syndication so you got a whole 65 episodes um and that was between uh, September of 1990 and December of 1990. It ran through its first wow. season there. That was it. Jeez. Well, I mean, September, October, November. I mean, four months, 65 yeah. episodes, five days a week. I mean, yeah, that's... I know I thought the same thing right when I read it. Um, and it, mm-hmm. obviously it stayed on the air, you know, longer than that. But that was its mm. original... Original airing, original first run, date, yeah. ran through the gotcha. sixty-five episodes in those four months. I don't think it stayed on too much longer. Probably by the the end of ninety-one, it was probably off completely. You know, um, but yeah. So, but it, like I said, it's not. I mean, I mean, it's still got uh, you know almost twice as many episodes as MYP. You know that that first run syndication. It, you know, you really have to churn out the episodes, so... And it's got some good and ones. And that hurts. It, it's got some good <laughs> ones, it's got some bad ones. Um, mm. And and I, w- I will praise it, because it's it's the first show to really do the continuity. Um, that especially this these first... First few episodes go together, you know, there's a few five-part episode sagas along the way... Um, which is more where I wanted to take you when I said that, you know, I told you I was juggling between a few episodes in my head, but I felt like we really needed to do this first episode first. Um, but there are some real gems down the line. You know, this definitely is not one of the best episodes. Um, well, it's very much just the setup. Yeah. I needed that though. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, um, I I don't think there's many characters that I could name on this series. Right. Like I I know uh, I know more of the the good guys than the bad guys. I, I know Flipshot. Mm-hmm. I know Hydron. I know uh, obviously He Man Mara. 
because she crosses over into the new Netflix Shira, so there's that well, like I, I well yeah the the trust yeah. me I I at least have that idea and then, <laughs> um and then and then um uh like uh, optic obviously I know mm-hmm. Tuscador Skeletor and that's kind of like I got nothing else past that and even then it's like well who are these guys right. to me I don't know and. So, you know, it's like this is this is very much I'm the blind guy and just you're you're leading me through this trying to help me figure yeah. this out tonight, basically. And I, um, I will say so, yeah. if, you, if you ever <laughs> you know if you ever do end up which I doubt you will, but if you ever do end up watching the whole series uh from begin to end, they actually did try to really flesh out some backstories on some of these characters. Um you actually get quite a bit on the Galactic Guardians, some of their backstory and stuff. Uh, a lot of growth, you know, lots of just lots of continuity, honestly. I mean that that's the one thing I got applauded for. Even if I don't agree with everything they did, they really you can tell uh, Jack Alesker and all these guys working on it, they really were pushing for something here again. Even if it's not the most respected, you know, era of the property, all these guys working on it were really trying to put out something good. They were not just phoning it in, you know. So, mm. You at least got well, that. I like I, I like it for the fact that, like, I, I respect it already just for the fact that if they are trying to do continuity, that is one of the things that, to me, is interesting about it, at least. Because, like, uh, that that's another thing. Like, Filmation, I know why they had to do it the way they did it, but I would have loved to have it that way, even if right. it didn't make sense back in those days. Because uh, that's, that's part of, I think, what... I, I've been trying to think of something in the last couple of days since we talked about this, and it's mostly like the okay, what was what was the point of everybody from the '80s that grew up with filmation figuring that that was something that maybe they outgrew at some point? And to me, I think it was when some of these cartoons came along that did say, okay, we're going to tell a story all week long. Oh, yeah. This isn't just a once and done. So, like, we had um, we had properties like Voltron. Mm-hmm. Voltron, the whole thing was one after the other. You were keeping track of the storyline oh, in the beginning of all the, the pilots getting to the lions and uncovering the mystery and all that. We had uh, G.I. Joe doing their week-long thing with the Rise of Serpentor. Mm-hmm. And even they built a kind of continuity and mythology uh, along the way. Oh, yeah. And Thundercats. Yeah, you missed the first episode of Thundercats. You were like, okay, what's the deal here? But people still got into it, at least. And right. there was a little more, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to belittle Filmation, but there was a certain amount of, it was once-and-done stuff that usually... It wasn't building towards something climactic by the end of the week, whereas some of these other ones were doing there. So it's kind of cool that at least that yeah. version of He-Man, the the new Adventures one, mm-hmm. saw this is something that ha- is being done in that era. Let's give it a shot on here at least. So for that, you know, you got my respect. And I mean, we're doing this show, so the <laughs> chances <laughs> of me watching more episodes are definitely oh, will, better man. than me just on my own here, just hanging out watching my, you know, hanging out with my classics down in the I, basement. I've so. got a list for him, so... It's... <laughs> but yeah, and honestly, I'd probably put it closest to Thundercats there, because Thundercats did have a lot of standalone episodes, 
but they still felt somewhere in like the overarching story or here again like you had those those five parters or two parters with you know a sort of omen breaks or you know the new thundercats are introduced the lunatics are released like that's that's yep. how new adventures worked like a mm-hmm. lot of these episodes you can kind of just jump in it's a one and done great but then every once in a while it's like okay here's your week long adventure you know yeah um and and the payoff on some of these it was really good um and and you know uh, you probably heard it but and I won't spoil anything else other than to say that the se- even though it only lasted one season and they did make plans to go beyond it they did actually put a definitive end to season one like they mm-hmm. wrap up all the storylines from season one and they, it's a nice little bow on it and and it's done unlike filmation mm-hmm. where it just stopped or even MYP really I don't count that as you know a, uh, you know, a place, uh, I mean, it was a season ending, but it wasn't like a series ending, whereas New Adventures, they actually made the episode where, you know, okay, this is it, and then mm-hmm. they could go other places after that, but it still felt like, okay, you've got a complete series here, whereas I know we're mm-hmm. still mourning the loss of MYP, he was taken too soon. Well, so. yeah, that's always going to be a, <laughs> that's always, that's always going to be me in, inside, like, dying a little, knowing we... The, the last scene that we get was Zodak flying off in his chair with a smile on his face, and that's pretty much where we ended up things, right. and it's like, that makes no sense. Right. It's a good ending so, for Zodak, yeah. but it's not it's a, a good great ending, ending for, for Zodak. Series, so. <laughs> Thanks, Zodak. <laughs> Flying around in your in your uh, <laughs> the cosmic enforcer dental chair. <laughs> so, so yeah. which, um, yeah, now now uh, now I'm actually thinking. I know we want to talk about something else too. Do you want to do the episode and then we talk about the uh, deep in the new adventure? Let's do that. that, All right, and then we'll get back to the other part. Then cool. All right. No, yeah, which is sweet. That's the way it looked like it was going. So I was rolling with it. Um, I yeah, I I I accidentally pushed us in that direction just by going on my rant. You are ready to talk about this. You need to get this off. But I've needed this. I've needed to talk about it because I've been here for two days going, Matt, what did you do to me? Hi, I'm Sean, and I'm an NA addict. I can't tell any of my friends or they'll think poorly of me. I am Sean. I like to be on Eternia, but he somehow sent me to Primus. (laughs) Uh, This is me being confused. So, yeah, I mean, we'll my, ju- we'll my ju- most we'll jump my right fearless now. state. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so boy. obviously, our episode this week is the new adventures of He Man: A New Beginning. This was written by Jack Olesker, who was also uh, he wrote a lot of episodes, and he was like the the series director for New Adventures. Um, I don't think he wrote the series Bible. I'm pretty sure that was someone else but he kind of took the the series bible and you know like all the concept and he actually you know plotted out the storyline and um very much like the dean stefan for new adventures and mr lesker has actually been really um forthcoming and involved with the fan community over the years he's He's on the org forums. He's answered questions. He fills us in on backstory and everything. So, um, 
anybody who wants to know more, go check out, uh, and I'll, I'll probably drop a link down below. There's a whole thread there just that Jack started on HeMan.org where he's just like, pretty much an ask me anything before ask me anything was a thing, you know. Um, that's cool. So it, it's, it's a really interesting read, and and that's that's part of what's given me the appreciation, like reading what he still has to say about it to this day is like, okay, he put a lot of heart and soul into this, regardless of, you know, decisions that were made beyond him. Um, you know, there is a lot of heart and soul in here. So, um, but the neat thing, and the neat thing about this episode is it doesn't even open up with He-Man and Skeletor. It opens up in the future on Primus. The mutants are getting ready to do, to attack Primus yet again. Primus has a, a shield they're touted as that that planet has the last of mankind on it and and they got the shield protecting them and there's these evil mutants that are going that are constantly trying to break through the shield so that they can take over primus um i mean it's pretty pretty uh pretty standard science fiction setup but uh I, I always did love the look of the mutants, Flog and Slushhead and everybody else and their ships, you know, uh, and right off the bat you get to see the difference in animation, and again here we're, we're going overseas for animation, which everybody else was doing, so, um, you know, Praise Filmation, they were the last ones to be completely U.S. animated, uh, but that relied heavily on the stock system is the only way they were able to afford that. Um, mm -hmm. And right off the bat here, you can see we're not relying on the stock system anymore, as you've got plenty of unique, you know, mutant troopers and ships, and, I mean, in this first opening sequence, you see more ships on the screen than, you know, almost any Filmation episode. Rainbow Warrior is going to be the closest you got to this. So what mm -hmm. what'd you think of the overall design of the villains and everything, Sean? I... Uh, okay, like... I knew the animation was not going to be Filmation. And and to be honest, uh, huge credit to Filmation. When I saw the stark difference from Filmation to this, mm -hmm. and the funny thing is my son actually yesterday, he, he had to sit down with me. He had to watch sure. an episode of Filmation. He's been very much in a He-Man kick. Nice. So we ended up watching Battle Cat. Okay. okay. Because he loves Battle Cat. We're sitting there watching that episode, and... You know, it's like I'm just grinning from ear to ear watching it with him, and the mm -hmm. fact he gets into it just as much as I did when I was a kid. And, you know, it's like I just had a taste of that, and then I watched this. <laughs> and sure. it's it's like the best way I can describe it is it feels like whoever animated the real Ghostbusters decided, hey, what can we do with He-Man? You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it, it's such a, like, I can, again, I can sympathize with any fan who looks at new adventures and says, this is not my He-Man because a huge part of what made He-Man He-Man was that animation, Absolutely. a hu that, that style and the filmation, the, mm -hmm. it, it was its own feeling. Cause when you get into like the mid eighties with all of the, the uh, overseas animation coming in mm -hmm. with like GI Joe transformers, mask, um, Thundercats, Silverhawks, yeah. There's this definite like you can you can sense it's not stock anymore the right. way Filmation did it, but there is this hurriedness to the animation, 
And in in the case of filmation, there was uh, uh, like I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I'll just say it. it. There's like this dedication feel to it. Yes. There's this. They're not. They they, they put what they could into it. And if even if they did stock, the stuff that you're seeing actually felt like there are people here actually like the old Disney studios. Yes. They're putting in that effort. They're putting in that heart to make the line work look mm-hmm. really, really crisp and sharp. And and in this, it just feels like everything else you could watch in the 80s. Yes. And um, so on that level, I'm going to be honest, it didn't feel like anything special to watch the animation here it felt like an episode of mask mashed up with ghostbusters with a little bit of thundercats in a way and and that made it just kind of go it's not it's not compelling visually to me to watch this versus i tried to i tried to do the story at least yep and that's and that's that's where I thought you'd go, and I was hoping you would go because that's that's exactly how I feel. While it is, it is nice animation, and it's not stock, which which is nice in its own regard. Yes, it just felt like it could have been any '80s property to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the I do like the mutant ships and everything. I think they're a real neat design, but I also feel like you could put them um, in uh, Cobra Law, and they would look just as at home. As that, as they yeah. do here, you know, like that well, that, that mothership it, it, especially has always reminded me of something that like uh, was it Nemesis Enforcer would be like piloting or something, you know. Um, See, I I actually was thinking of uh, it almost felt like these were branched off from Silverhawks mm-hmm. with Monstar's Mob and all that stuff. It honestly felt like right. these guys were if Monstar's Mob and uh, the mutants from Thundercats decided to have like this weird <laughs> incestuous babies. This would be these these mutant guys would be this is their their offspring, and I'm just there yeah. like here here's something uh, here's something I, I I said I wanted to talk about real quick, and this is a this isn't a bad place to actually bring it up sure. in my opinion. So okay. We had, in the beginnings of the 80s, we had the Filmation Masters of the Universe cartoon. Yep. And it is, it is for the most part, very well loved by the fan community. There are people like me who are still into what they're into, but I still I appreciate it. I still love aspects and episodes. And it's always been that thing where I'm like, okay, Mattel shut down He-Man mm-hmm. by 87 or so when the movie didn't go as well as it did and all that kind of stuff. 87, 88. And then they bring this out right after that. There's always been that thing that I've had in my head of what could they have done to make He-Man go through the nineties without having to do new adventures. And now that I see this, I'm like, I know why it wouldn't have worked now because like the, it's like new adventures to me is you're taking aspects of every show Mm -hmm. That He-Man wasn't in the 80s. Right. And here it is. And I'm like, this is why Filmation is Filmation, everybody. And this is why this never picked up. Because it really does feel like it's a regurgitation of everything. But it missed it by two years. And it's the weirdest feeling to actually say that. Because you're taking the barbarian aspect out of it. You're Mm -hmm. you're, you're going sci-fi. 
Well, yeah. a lot of stuff went sci-fi in the 80s right. because that's just, yeah, we'll, we'll go sci-fi, you know? Like, no, that's ha- it. Like they, fun- were, they were completely chasing the trend there. Everything was trending yeah. sci-fi. But everything was trending sci-fi in about 87, 88, which is yes. when they started developing this. I mean, there was no yes. break for Mattel. That's the other thing that people got to remember. For Mattel, there was no break in here. Like like how we the fans perceive it because it wasn't until 90 when this came out I think the first figures were released like uh, tail end of 89 maybe maybe it was even all the way into 90 but for Mattel I working actually behind, think you, yeah. for Mattel working behind the scenes there was no break here they went right from you know they had He-Man they had She-Ra they toyed around with Powers of Grayskull for a minute and then abandoned that and moved on to Masters of Space and that evolved into New Adventures. And so for them, it was like, okay, seamless. But for the public, it was like, no, there's been a break here. And by the yeah. time this came out, everything, you know, by that point, 90, then you're going, you know, you're going the age of the Turtles. Uh, X-Men was getting developed, you know, Spider-Man. They were going superheroes. So yes, they were behind the curve there. Uh, it, it's 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 the weirdest feeling because in the eighties they were ahead of it. Yeah, yes. they were they were the they were they were trailblazing in the eighties the stuff that became everything we knew right. in pop culture. You know, and it's the weirdest thing. It's like this is where the stumbling hits. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like you can see it the animation and and all this other stuff and even the story. It's like you know. I, I can, I can. It's the weirdest thing. I'm watching this, and that was the 40 year old me watching it right. and going, "This is that moment." Like, like I have always <laughs> wondered if, if like, because filmation using the stock animation and all that stuff, I've always had in my head, like, well, what could they have done if they did it a little more like, like Thundercats didn't have as much stock animation that I can remember. No. So what Once if they had it where it was over. a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that overseas, the, the overseas animation, and everything. so it wasn't relying on the stock system, which is what, but, but, what made filmation feel so. Once again, once again, I'm going to reiterate it here. I know I'm 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 breaking up your soapbox, but I'm getting on my soapbox for a second. Filmation is wonderful, beautiful, amazing animation with heart and soul in it. Um. But the problem is, is that you see that same sequence over and over and over again. That's the problem with the stock system. It's not the animation. Because the animation yeah. and filmation beats this animation hands down, but there are people who will argue the opposite just because you're not seeing the same sequences over and over again. So Yeah. And I get both sides I get both sides of coin and that's why I brought it up, which led to all this. You know, I get I yeah. get that some people <laughs> appreciate not having the stock system but to me it went the other way to where yes now it's just it's a G.I. Joe Thundercats Silverhawks ripoff yeah and yeah like I guess in my head I've always been like well how cool would it be how cool would it be to see He-Man in the way that the Thundercats intro was because even Thundercats that animation wasn't all that hot when you got into the actual episode but it's like you watched at least 30 seconds of it a day to go, holy crap, that intro is amazing, you know? And it's like, I always wondered that, and like I said, you know, it's like, I, I can see now why that would not have worked to bridge the gap to what we have here tonight, so. 
But it, it was a rude awakening this week to realize that. <laughs> and it, 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 it's like there, there's more about Masters that I thought it was going to be my happy place, and I'm realizing I'm getting sadder sometimes by knowing certain things that I don't want to know. <laughs> it's like, wow. MYP, that was the first one to make me sad. And then it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, and then there's this that makes me sad. And now this, it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> but everything's got to have an ups and down. It, it's just the way it works. Stick with me through new adventures. There's be- there's better. Yeah, we're we're we're, so. we're we're doing this. We're doing new adventures, and uh, but yeah, the let's see the the actual the opening of it. Yeah, uh, like I wasn't wowed by it. The but like you said, I, some of the ships I think actually were really cool. I thought that you know it, it definitely brought a uh, personality to the show pretty quickly to see the designs they were using for pretty much everything, yeah. even if the animation wasn't really grabbing me 100%, though. And that's, and that's the other thing that, that's interesting, and, and you'll see it as we go through. Um, I hope everyone who's listening along at home you know, takes a second to actually sit down and watch the episode. Um, but here, here again, okay, so now, now we're into the other side of the coin. You know, we're into the overseas animation. There's no stock, you know... Or at least not like filmation use stock, um, but you're gonna you'll see throughout this episode that there's a lot of times where the characters are off model or proportions are wonky, you know. And there's the flip side to the coin there because you know, and, and you'll hear the stories. You can look it up in, with a lot of these creators of the different series. So when you're using some of these overseas, how you know animation studios sometimes the stuff you get back is just complete garbage and then they got a i remember one that sticks out of my mind and this is a complete tangent but uh an interview with bruce tim back in the day for the first season of justice league maybe it was a second Mm -hmm. um i don't maybe you've heard the same interview was on the dvd i might have i might have go for it it was um Well, it had to have been second season because it was Dark Side, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't until it But anyways, he was talking about the episode where, where Superman meets back up with Dark Side, you know, in Justice League. And uh, I think Brainiac's involved, too, and there's a big fight with him. And he said, like, the animation they got back was, like, complete garbage, and they had to go sit there with their own animators in-house and try and, like, cobble together, and the editors, and, like, try and cobble together this animation to make it look halfway decent because they were out of time and they didn't have enough time to you know to send it back overseas and be like redo this so they had to and he's like he's like breaking down the scene he's like yeah these cuts we had to take them all out of order and we like half of this we like took off screen so you couldn't see that part of the animation and it's like okay so that's that's the flip side to the coin there is that sometimes Mm -hmm. you just get these guys who are just phoning it in and, you know, I know there's a few shots of even He-Man during this episode, you know, where it's like, he just looks odd. He looks too short or too whatever. Um, so that's why I bring that up. And I'm not trying to put new adventures down necessarily. I'm just, I am. I'm just trying to show the two sides of the coin. So now, now you've got mm-hmm. this more sameness with the animation. And you've got a lot, I noticed a lot more off-model moments. And Filmation had them mm-hmm. too, but... Um, but that's the end of my rant, I promise. <laughs> now to now to the story. 
So yeah, so we set up the basic premise here. The mutants, they, they want to invade Primus, take it over. Um, uh, people of Primus obviously don't want this. Um, and we're introduced, we're introduced to a lot of people in rapid succession here, actually. Um, uh, we got, we, you know, you're introduced to Drizzy and Kaz, who are, you know, taking care of the, the flocks of animals. Um, you're introduced to Master Sebrian, Mara, Hydron, Flipshot, you know, uh, the, the scientists, which, who oh boy, those scientists. I've, I've heard horrible things about them, and then I was like, I think these are the scientists people are talking mm-hmm. about. And they didn't bother me as much, Not but I'm yet. imagining as the thing goes on, it's going to make me probably want to put my fists through a wall or something. They, they, I could see them getting annoying pretty quickly. They get so. a lot more screen time. Two of them even have a whole episode basically revolving around them later in the series. The scientists are everything that people think Orko and Snarf are. They... But they actually are. Like, they are just... Mm-hmm. They are supposed to be the comic relief, but they are not funny. They are, you know... They're, they're, they're just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> the one... <laughs> I thought the one looked like Guile from Street Fighter and Gwildor had a love child, <laughs> and that was enough for me to just go, I don't know what the hell yeah, the little troll-looking one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like he looked like the uh, the weightlifter troll, but he was he was like Gwildor yeah. body type, but he had the weightlifter troll thing going on. I'm like, I don't know their names. I just know. I think that was apparently people don't like them, and that's all that there is to. Pretty it, sure so. the troll-looking one is Geppel. The tall one with the red cape is Alcon. And the other two I can never remember because the, those are the two that kind of come to the forefront. The the guy with the glasses and the bald guy, they kind of fade into the... They're still there, but they're... It really focuses on Alcon and Geppel from here on out, mm. so... But yeah, here they're not too bad. We just find out that they've, they've created a time machine, basically, to go back to the past and find the power of the good in the way of the magic and bring it into the future <laughs> to help them... And that is now Sean's <laughs> new favorite phrase. He has finally figured oh, out no. what I, he wants his first tattoo to be. It's going to be power <laughs> of the good, way of the magic on a scroll no. right on his lower no. back. He's decided. He told me earlier. I'm I'm pretty sure that New Adventure should be a drinking game. And, and like, any time, because the first episode will get you drunk already for the fact <laughs> that they say that so many damn times. Yep, I mean, yep. I, and, and it's like it's in the freaking beginning of the show even. Like, yes. every every time it's on there. So, you know. And and I kept hearing this line, and I'm like, okay. Like, and then when I realized, oh, crap, I'm going to hear this a lot. Yes. It's like, okay. <laughs> it, it is a recurring theme. It is, like you said, it's in it's in the intro. It's in the opener. It's, mm-hmm. This is what they need. They need the, that's what they're missing. They're missing the power of the good and the way of the magic. So, um, but other than that, it's, it's, it's a nice, um, it's a nice peaceful world. They ban, as we find out, Master Severian goes to talk to the Inner Council, um, which is basically basically a Council of Elder type deal. But there's like about 
20 or so of them. I mean, there's a lot of these guys, but basically they live in these crystals, and it's their power, their energy, their life force that is uh, supplying the power to the shield that protects their whole planet. And they even say that it's been thousands of years that this council has protected the planet. So most of its inhabitants mm-hmm. are very peaceful. Um, they do have the Galactic Guardians, but they're more doing simulator stuff and training rather than actually combat. Um, but we find out that the, the power of the council is dwindling and they cannot hold the shield together much longer because the mutants are just attacking constantly day after day now. Um, mm-hmm. So Severian's big plan is to go back into the past and find a hero to help them. You looked like you had something to say. No, I I was gonna say like uh, it, the, that was the the crystal part mm-hmm. was another one of those nods. It, first thing I thought when they opened on that scene was Dark Crystal. Okay, mm-hmm. and I couldn't help it because it looked like the Dark Crystal to me when I saw that part. And when it showed the the whole council like you're talking about, mm-hmm. I was like, this is one of the elements I think is actually really cool. And I'm wondering if that's something that maybe they nodded at in, in MYP because of how many crystal-like things are yeah. in Grayskull and all that stuff. It's almost like a bridge to that, maybe. But that element of it, I thought, was actually really cool. Yeah, and the uh, the aspect of these people are giving their life force to protect this planet through this. That was one of those moments. I'm like, works. Yeah, I really think that's a cool element in this story. And you know, maybe like they're dying off. I don't know if they are in the in the show because uh, you know, first episode and all. But yeah. I like almost the idea. You'd see maybe them dwindling off as the show progresses as these attacks happen or something. And I, that's like. All right, so we have some heroes. They're just not out there, you know, fisticuffs. They're in these crystals, and that's how they're they're being heroic to protect everybody. So, yeah, and I can't remember if um, it's ever explicitly said, but it's pretty much implied there because Sebrian says along to the effect of your numbers are dwindling. So that's mm-hmm. the way I always took it ever since I watched. It, is yeah, like eventually they just give out and they die, and then that's one less battery to the shield basically and you know eventually mm-hmm. it's just not gonna it's not gonna keep up but yeah I, I have always liked that too um and how they're contained under and it is underground it doesn't really say it here but this whole structure is like in the not necessarily the center but it's deep below primus so that they're you know they're like tucked away um safe underground and powering these shields so Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a neat concept. I, I have always liked that. Um, and you've got Mara there. Um, she's going to see a lot of growth over this series. And uh, <clears throat> uh, basically, she, right now she's Sebrian's assistant. She she helps him, and she just she's very smart. Uh, there's a little implied romance there between her and Hydron. They're talking about how their date's going to have to wait because Master Sebrian needs her again. Yeah, um, and they do a good job here, like setting up these guys to to feel like people, and not just like, "Hey, kids, here's here's the toys that you need to go buy," you know. And that's that's mm-hmm. what I mean. That's what that's what got me about it is they actually tried in here. I mean, you're into the first you know five eight minutes of the episode, and you're not even to He Man Skeletor. They're just trying to show you how things are in the future here. 
you know, try and get this world going here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like Drizzy and Kaz, they introduce them, and then we don't see them again the rest of the episode. I mean, they play yeah. they play roles down later in the series, but he's just like, right here, they're just getting them out there. Like, okay, here's these kids. Don't worry about them right now. We'll get back to them later. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The, um, I, I, I always felt, even before watching this, but just seeing the designs of those characters, mm-hmm. I, I always had it in my head, like, somebody... Somebody at either Mattel or whoever, whichever came first, the the figures or the cartoon, had to have watched Centurions. Okay. Because when I look at those two characters, Flipshot and Hydron, I just think Max Ray and Ace McCloud every freaking time. And it's it's like no matter what they do, I'm like, but they're the same color schemes. They have similar feel to them and all that stuff. I, it just, I don't know why. It, it's like, it, and that, again, it, it it goes into the cobbling together of all of these things leading up to this debuting that I can feel, you know, here's all of these different um, uh, IPs right. that, that I've watched on cartoons, and now it's like, we have that. And it's like, well, they didn't put a yellow guy on there because that would have been too close to the, I, I forget his name on the, the show. He's the only one I can't remember, but there would have been that third centurion who was the land guy and they had the sea and they had the air and all that. <laughs> and it's like, and, and I guess the, the thing with him for uh, Hydron is, is there a lot of, is there a lot of like ocean fighting or something? Because the name Hydron and the look of him automatically implies like he would be somebody that's fighting underwater a lot, well, in my opinion. But maybe am I wrong? He's from he's from the ocean. His his oh. he his family lives under the ocean. There's like kind of like an Atlantis type city, um, and that's okay. where he's from. So okay, yes, he's very he's very water based. But I mean, it works in space too. I guess I don't know. These are the questions. You can't think about it too hard. <laughs> well, I, I, for me, I'm like, okay, because even with multiverse, he yeah. was in space and all that. Oh, and, yeah, and no, he's, like, he's okay. And <laughs> this, he's the leader of the Galactic Guardians, so he does venture into space and everything. But, yes, originally he's from below the waves. He's, yeah, okay. I can't remember right. the name of the... Of the city, but yeah, it's a whole Atlantis type sunken city that he, him and his family are from. So that's why. Okay, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. You gotta roll with it. But um, I, I got no choice this episode. I'm, I'm rolling with it. So, um, but yeah. So then you know, there's this big storm coming up where Sabrine says, you know, past and future are gonna meet, and you get. Some bits with the scientists arguing. Just fast forward through that part. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then Hydron and Flipshot go back to the past and wind up on Eternia. Um, basically in the shadow of Snake Mountain. Um, mm-hmm. And so we get... They fall out and they get met by this goat-type person named Andros who is serving Skeletor in... No, I don't have any good reason why they used a new lackey for Skeletor instead of pulling out a Beastman or something. Go ahead, Sean. I know you want to say it. <laughs> no, I I was I was just like I don't get it, but yeah. I mean it, that's the thing. Along the way, Skeletor collects henchmen left and right at times. So you know, it's <laughs> like if, 
I, I, I kind of figured this is a little bit, like this is past where filmation ended. So I was like, eh, all right. He probably has a couple new guys on, in his roster at this point. I don't know. Maybe he's given dental. <laughs> he's got dental this month, you know. And they, they, those guys are, oh, we could use some help. <laughs> Always, I don't know, but always the dental. But yes, he's got a new. I, hey, you know. he's got a new warrior named Andros. He's got goat horns and, and stuff, and, and he brings his people to the table too. So it's not just one of them. He had a couple guys yeah, with him some, at least. So some guys with him, and they. So he he grabs them, and he's going to take them to Snake Mountain. Yep. Which here and and. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say the the Snake Mountain here. I actually thought it wasn't a badly rendered version no. of it compared to, like, it, in this case, all of the other designs are so starkly different for Skeletor and He Man and everything mm-hmm. that I would I almost think they would have had like their own take on Snake Mountain. And then when I saw that, I'm like, huh, it actually is almost consistent to what we were yeah. used to. At least that's kind of the cool, colors so. are a little blander. And, yeah, and there's yeah. no dark. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's no dark hemisphere it seems because it's pretty much broad daylight behind Snake Mountain. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, other than that, it's it, it it looked pretty good. I was gonna say the same thing. It looked pretty on mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even even Skeletor's Bone Throne was pretty much intact. There, it was up on a pedestal mm-hmm. this time, but it was which MYP. Yeah, you know, made I, me go. I, it made me go. There. So. So it's 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 the weirdest thing. It's like MYP is taking elements of both in 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 like little ways that I never even thought that they did. I figured the way they did it was just we're just making it more epic looking than filmation could do. But when I saw some of these things, I'm just like, wait a minute, yeah, are you? That, you guys. That oh, I, you guys. That I didn't pick up on until <laughs> this viewing today. But, yeah, watching that with Skeletor's Bone Throne sitting on top of this interesting, like, pedestal, that uh, it looked very similar to how MYP sat up kind of a little bit raised on there. And even the kind of mm-hmm. designs there. I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, yeah, maybe maybe they looked at this series a little bit more than we thought they did, you know. But uh, or if not, they had. It's like you and I when we don't talk, we just all of a sudden when we yeah. we get uh, we get on messenger, and then the next thing you know, we're in the same mindset no matter what. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it could be the same yeah. thing, and then they go back and look at it, and they're like, "Huh? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> look at what we did. Look at that. Yeah, it could just be that that serendipity that you know, you know, they just both mm-hmm. happened amongst it. But um, sure. But yeah, so then, but then we get treated to the greatest rendition of Skeletor this side of a cereal box. Yeah. Uh, there's just there's nothing good <laughs> to say about this initial design of Skeletor. Um, at least with the toy and the classics toy, it looked pretty good, but. He did not make a good transition animation. Um, and then on top of that, in this first episode, they gave him eyeballs. And and just the way the skull is and moves, it just it doesn't look skull-like. He's, it's too... His jaw moves too fleshy, you know what I mean? 
the the way that I viewed it, because <laughs> this is the only way my it, it's that whole last week we talked about it, in issue three, the artist was mm-hmm. drawing teeth huge. That was one of my biggest pet peeves. And then I look yes, at this, and I'm like, this this version of him makes me think Plundar took over, <laughs> and this is Plundar with no with no skin or fur on his face, yeah. and he's now Skeletor, because like. Who voice casted this thing? Like that—that that for me is like one of the yeah. biggest. Th- like, like he can look that way, and, and that it, it's like I get that pisses people off, and it's like to me that doesn't nearly annoy me as much as the voice for the fact that the voice has no element whatsoever of even feeling remotely creepy evil ghoulish nothing it just he sounds like a used car salesman yes Yes, he does and why would they do that skeletor was never a used car salesman skeletor's supposed to be the overlord of evil the the lord of destruction and then he sounds just like he can like he suavely wants to ingratiate himself with people in this and stuff and it's like what like what? What is going on with this? Yeah, he was voiced by uh, Campbell Lane in this series, um, who did a lot of voiceover work. But, uh, but yeah, he's it was not the right feel. Um, it was not the right feel. Like you said, he's he's a con man. He's trying to like yeah, there, you know, sweetheart talk everybody and it's like no that just that's that that doesn't work um it 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 had that like joker vibe to it like 89 jack nicholson joker a little bit it had that like because he'd have those moments where like in the movie he's walking around the table talking to the corpse of the guy just like flash fried in front of everybody and it's like anytime he talked it made me think of scenes like that from the 89 batman or like never rub yeah. another man's rhubarb and all that stuff and i'm like that isn't jo- like that's <laughs> joker in that vein but this is not skeletor that like yeah. like no 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 i agree so. And as far as the animation goes i think right away they knew they had a problem because um, especially the eyes, and that's why I bring it up because after this episode on, they start messing with his eyes. Like they go black for an episode. They end him without with like they. If when you start watching further in, they start playing around with Skeletor's design pretty much right mm. off the get go. So even the animators weren't happy with this. Um, Mm-hmm. You can tell because the proof is there. They were messing with it constantly. And mm-hmm. it's only like the sixth or seventh episode they end up uh, changing his outfit completely and they put him into the, uh, uh, not the Discs of Doom, the one that, the one that came before that, but they, they put him into one of his other toy variant outfits almost immediately at the beginning of the series here. Hmm. Um so so yeah so they they obviously were not happy with him any more than we were because they start messing with him immediately. <laughs> um, but yeah, right here he he looks goofy. He's got too big a teeth. He moves weird. He's yeah. Now that you've said Joker, I can't unsee it. That that's the perfect explanation. It's 
There's there's definitely Brandy someone else too. Yeah, I can't think of who else. I, yeah. I, I think it might be um, the only other person I can think of that would be sort of like that is Jim Carrey in The Mask. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you cobble Joker and Jim Carrey in The Mask, boom, you got this version of Skeletor. Neither of which it's like. No, 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 this is never how he should be. The Mask came out years later, so maybe Jim Carrey based his performance on Campbell Lane's Skeletor. It's possible. I don't know if it really... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, for some people that might not be a saving grace still, I don't know. (laughs) But there's just... I I felt like I've seen, I've heard that tone of voice in some villain, and I'm just like, whoever that was, I just... No, this doesn't work. So, so yeah, that yeah. that was definitely one of those things I've heard complaints about, and I can that's justifiable to me because it, at least with He Man, he's got a heroic sounding voice. He doesn't have the John Irwin, but no, there's still that He Manness to it. You know, he'd have that like he'd have that hero there, tone in his voice. Is, is there a He Manness to it, or is it someone else? Well, there's a man at armness to it. I know that. I know oh, that. Okay. <laughs> I do know that that's him and and uh, um, oh, uh, Gary Chalk. I know that's him, Gary but that's not Chalk. him. He's Adam, is it? It is not. Is that two different voices? It is two different voice actors, but he man okay. was voiced by Gary Chalk in this one, who also did Man at Arms in the MYP series. Um, Adam was voiced by uh, Doug Parker, so. Oh, okay. They they did two distinct voices this time. Um, hmm. But yes, actually now going back and, and watching this, I can't hear anything but Man at Arms. <laughs> when I, when oh, it was yeah. even tonight, I'm saying that like, okay, that's Man at Arms narrating the intro. That's Man at Arms, you know, doing this and that. It's um because he's he's a much He's a much better man arms than he is a He Man. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not Definitely. it's not a bad He Man. It's much better than the Skeletor, but it's it's not quite there. Um, Gary Chalk definitely has an older, more authoritative voice than what I normally put yeah. He Man. Um, but it works. It works. It's not like I said. It's not the worst that there is. Um. I, I completely lost my train of thought there. Um, well, we were on Skeletor, and then I screw up by throwing <laughs> He-Man into the works there. But Campbell Lane yeah, as uh, as Skeletor, and and uh, we have him giving his guards some crap at this point in the story. Yeah, so we're going back that, to the story part. <laughs> there's that little bit of comic relief they tried to do. It just kind of fell flat and... Yeah, it's it's it, it's weird, but it, but the long story short is Skeletor convince manages to convince Hydron and Flipshot that he is the protector of Eternia. He's the good guy, you know. He's willing to come with them to the future and help them in any way that he can. Um, you know, he berates Andros in front of them for accidentally locking them up. He says, you know, we get lots of bad guys around here, and mm-hmm. and. You know, Hydron and Flipshot are like, well, okay, you know, he's he's obviously he's he's obviously powerful, so let's you know, he must he must really be good, you know, he's working with us, whatever. So they go to take him back to the future with them. 
I did like Hydron actually saying I didn't realize the good was going to look like this, though. Because that, <laughs> yeah. that was one of those things And when I was a kid my mom hated about this line. She's like, why is the bad guy having to look that way? Why can't he look handsome? Because it doesn't always mean that because you look that way, you're the bad guy. And right. in this case, I love that they actually brought it out in that little line. Like, well, I don't think they'd look like this, but we'll give it a shot. Why not? Yeah. You know? Well, that's the thing. It's like it's it's still it's still trying to teach teach the lessons or whatever. And in this, it's actually yeah. the opposite. But it's 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 the eye of the beholder thing. It's it's well, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, just because he's got a skull face, that doesn't mean. I mean, what's that mean? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they head off, uh, and then we meet up with uh, He Man here and Sorceress speaks to him through telepathy and you know basically just fills him in hey there's guys from the future they need you to go with them they need your help um uh and you better hurry you know because you know, they might they might run into some you know skeletor or whoever mm-hmm. um and so Heyman goes to make preparations to leave eternia forever um and so that that involves him going to the royal palace. We see King Randor and Queen Marlena. I'll be they are a bit off in the color scheme, but other than that, the throne room looks like the throne room. You know, they they look like their filmation counterparts. Um, mm-hmm. And and we see we see Adam there, and he's. You know, he's telling them he's got to go to the future. He's got to help them. They're really proud of him. And then he gets the call from the sorceress again that, you know, hey, they've already found Skeletor. Skeletor's about to disappear to the future. You know, you're going to be too late. And so then we got the big reveal moment where he actually transforms in front of his parents. Um, mm-hmm. And they get a chance to, to realize what he's been doing all along and... And, and tell him how proud they are of him before he has to leave for the future. Um, mm-hmm. It's a nice little moment. It's cut a bit short for my liking, and I, I've never... I don't know. That's not the way I want the secret to come out, but at least they took the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'd say, like, for me at least... I like, uh, it is cool to at least have that moment, even though Rainbow Warrior, it still trumped it for me yeah. in how they addressed that. And, um, and I, I think, you know, even MYP, I think it, it, they had a little bit of a wink and a nod here and there yeah. with even how Marlena was with Adam on a couple episodes sure. where you get that vibe, like she knows what's going to happen when they leave, yes. you know? And, um, and and for me, like it, go, going to MYP, I'm never gonna talk shit about that transformation ever. After I saw this, I'm not gonna lie. They they had the weakest take of by the power of Grayskull. That what he does, I have the power. It was it was so like I, I'm not a huge. Oh, I have the power, but at least that has this. It works yeah. to me, and this one, it's just like. Wow! Like I, holds, I, I could. He, it couldn't have been 
farther from what works for me in any moment of that. He holds that E <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> all it is. It's I have the power. Yeah. But he but he has this tone in his voice. It's like it reminds me of like any kid on a playground doing it yeah. without knowing how it was done. You know, it, it, like that's like they heard other people do it. It's almost <laughs> like the telephone game. It's like people yeah. watch the filmation, but then they don't. They these kids didn't watch filmation, but they know that's the line they're supposed to yell, and they yell it. You're just sitting there going, "No, you don't. You're not one of me. Right. No, no, no. You, know, <laughs> you don't get this. You you weren't there. You weren't there like I was there. <laughs> you know? But yes, and you have, so, you have a very, yeah. very plain background. It's like a black background, and then like a like a fire effect or whatever and then that's it yeah. it's like there there's no there's no crossing the sword there's nothing it's it almost feels like the mini comic uh you know whenever they would do the transformation in the mini comic i would just like a screen wipe like he just like okay here i am and then screen wipe it's like okay here's he-man like yeah yeah there's there's not a lot of effort put into it um yeah, I I got nothing to defend that. Other than the fact that at least <laughs> here he does say by the power of Grayskull when he's mm-hmm. still on Eternia. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in the following episode, from basically from the next episode out, he will say uh, by the power of Eternia. And no, in the in the cartoon there is no explanation for why he changes what he's saying. Ouch. At least, okay. at least the mini comic like gave the explanation. They came up with a reason for him to change. Uh, yeah, the TV show doesn't do that. Just in the second, once he's on Primus, he starts saying "By the power of Eternia," and that's it. See, for for anyone listening who we we have a cu- uh, we have a uh, just a couple of lost episodes two, before we lost. yeah we before we went like live with this yeah. and the first one we ever attempted again it was it was Matt leading the charge here going <laughs> let's do the new adventures mini comic yes. because it, one day we're going to get to the new adventure show and we're going to see the stark difference between how Mattel wanted to do the story mm-hmm. versus how the cartoon did and I'm going to flat out tell you, dude, everything about that mini comic for me was on point with me going, hey, this actually isn't bad. Yeah. Like, I, I, like they had the uh, electronic power sword for the new adventures, which to me was odd. But I, I forgave that just because I felt everything else worked. Right. And uh, the whole transformation sequence in that one where Adam transforms with Skeletor grabbing the power sword and seeing that all along this kid Mm -hmm. has been the guy he's fought the whole time. It's like, you're putting some major cool plot points into this thing. And then you're, you're having Skeletor getting wounded and that leads to the whole thing with the technology in him later. It's like, yeah, yeah, like right. all of that was great. They took, and then we get to they this, took and it's like to explain why this stuff was different, you know? Why? Yeah, it, it, and it felt natural. It felt like they really did. It, it was like here's the next rendition. Right. It didn't feel just so starkly. Boom! This is now its own thing, but somehow it's taking elements of what you knew, you know? Right. And, and and so yeah, you win on that 
every day of the week for me at this <laughs> point. Like that mini comic yes. really did knock it out of the park compared to this first episode for me. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's it, you know, and honestly, I wish. I wish we'd seen a traditional He-Man. I wish we'd seen a traditional Adam. I wish we'd seen a traditional Skeletor here in these mm-hmm. scenes on, Agreed. on Eternia because that would make the transition better for me in my mind. The fact that we see He-Man on Eternia and he's already in that New Adventures look, it's like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Whereas mm-hmm. if it was after he left the planet... And once he transformed on the new planet, okay. Even if you wanted to try and keep the secret identity, which is the which is the big thing, the mini comic they mm-hmm. they ditched the secret identity. He became He Man permanently. This for the show they wanted to keep the secret identity. And you know me, I'm always a fan a fan of keeping the secret identity because um, mm-hmm. I think it adds more story, more plot, you know, possibilities. But that that's. But they still could have done the transition. They could have they could have had them change once they made it to the future, and that would have helped bridge that gap even more. But I do Agreed. I do appreciate that they tried here. Um, and it just it's not enough time. It's not enough time to do it justice. But they did try to you know give Marlena and Randor some closure. Um, mm-hmm. You know He Man at that point he 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 meets up with Skeletor and the two Galactic Guardians and they get into a fight and uh, Hydron and Flipshot are trying to figure out who's really good and who's lying to them and they're like, oh, you know what, forget it. We're just going to take both of them and they, <laughs> they shove them both in the ship and they take off into the future. Yep. And, you know, the Sorceress lets Adam know, you know, oh, you know, don't worry, Eternia will have, you know, an age of prosperity now that Skeletor is gone and everything, so... Um, and they wind up in the future, and you know He Man and Skeletor are still going at it. Uh, the mutants uh, end up breaking through the shield at this point, and and land in there. Um, and then at this point, it's pretty much just just a mop up. Um, he Man fights off all the the mutants pretty much single handedly. Um. Skeletor is exposed mm-hmm. for being the evil villain that he is, and he ends up taking off with the mutants as they turn tail from He-Man. Um, yep. And then uh, Master Sebrian, uh you know, welcomes He-Man. Uh, Adam lets him in on the secret. He changes back into Adam, and he lets him, you know. Uh, just to get, just to give him that that man at arms, that Orko in the future, somebody who can help cover for, and even the sorceress a little bit. Master Severian's kind of like a man armed sorceress rolled up into one. He's he's the mm-hmm. leader of this planet, and he's you know he says he's going to tell everybody that Adam is his nephew, who's a merchant from mm-hmm. Leviton, which is another city on the planet, and uh, and that's basically it. That's I mean. The whole episode is basically just the prim, just the setup. You got the the conflict on Primus. You got He-Man and Skeletor leaving the past and coming to the future, and just introducing your key characters. That's yeah. That's the first episode. So. Yep, that is that. That is and that. So. 
I, I, like I said, the mini comic for it even being, I, I don't even think the mini comic was like the full page count for a mini comic. I could be wrong, but it felt I, like that was shorter. I think it was about but the that, same, but it, we never went beyond that because even that, those, those new adventures mini comics are all one story. So we only got a, mm-hmm. a fraction of that story. It was just the part mm. that, that mini comic was just them coming from the past uh, into the future and then so it didn't really set up uh, Flog or anybody there that comes in the later issues of the, that mini comic run gotcha so. but yeah that that one to me was yeah like that's why I had to bring it up like that oh, that one really was was that was a way of telling this story that you know 22 minutes of this it, it just kind of went from thing to thing to thing to thing. It, it like right. it, there, there's that whole thing about like story is is it can't just be events mm-hmm. it, because that doesn't carry the the interest of people and that's kind of what happened here in, in this episode to me. It was it was just scene to scene to scene because it just met, it needed to go scene to right. scene to scene. It didn't feel like it was pushing anything throughout this uh, this uh, episode to really get you pumped for what was going to happen by the ending. And, you know, it's like, that's, that's part of the letdown of the whole concept Mm -hmm. for the first Mm -hmm. episode. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was diamond rave disappearance without that awesome story backbone. It was basically, it was was introducing the characters. It was introducing the conflict. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, and it, no, there's not, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of story yet. There's not a lot of anything to really make you go, well, I should tune into that again tomorrow. Unfortunately, which yeah, which may be a part of why it it ultimately only lasted the season that they made, and that was it. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, the, yeah. the, the big things, and I think we pretty much covered it because we we tangent it a lot from the episode on this. But the big things <laughs> I wish they'd done is gay, like I said, show He Man Skeletor traditional and give them a reason to change. That's my biggest thing here. Is you if you're gonna make these changes, give reasons to. Because at the same, mm-hmm. it's like it's trying to be a bridge from filmation, but at the same time, it's starting off as its own thing completely. You can't have it both ways. Pick what you're going to mm-hmm. do. Either you're going to continue on from filmation, or you're going to be your own thing from the get-go. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, you're alienating the the fan base that you're wanting to have come along for the ride. But again, the fan base was also getting older by that point. So, you know, there's that element, too, of I think they were trying to start catering to the next group. But when you look at some of these designs, it's not the most compelling look for anybody in this show either. Like, like I I know you like some of the Space Mutant guys designs you were saying in in the beginning, but... Uh, for me, like when when I look at He Man, he has so little characteristic right. of anything other than here's Warrior Guy, you know. Like at least with the old school He Man, he had some character with that look, mm-hmm. you know. And this, it's it's just like you know the hair's pulled back. He, he has a ponytail, and it's just kind of like it's Random Warrior Guy from 
like uh, uh the um what was it the galaxy ranger showed up you know <laughs> yeah. or whatever that old cartoon which and you know i, I don't know like i i don't hate it that's the weirdest part about all this i dislike a decent amount of it because <laughs> i don't feel it, it it services the legacy properly right. but i don't hate it to the point where i wouldn't watch it again i'm a it's almost like a car accident for me watching this first episode going, well, what can happen next that's going to be as bad as nuts as what I just watched? And then whatever happens next, I'm going to go, why'd you do this to me? <laughs> I don't know. I, I This is one of the – we have two episodes now. We keep doing the story, so we have two episodes. Last week, we were both pretty bummed out about the third uh, issue of the uh, DC miniseries <laughs> that was yes. a- introducing Masters in all of its yes. glory, and all of a sudden, Damon and all this other garbage. Yeah. And now we got, here's He-Man, but he's not He-Man. But he is He-Man, but he's not He-Man. Stick with me here, because even you admitted that they're, they're, you didn't hate it. And, I didn't and hate it, no. That's the biggest thing for me, is I think it gets a lot of it definitely gets a lot of flack um and some of it deservedly but for the most part i think it's hated more than it should be mm. and that's that's why i, I we will be doing more um well I, because i think that there is some good stuff coming here um, and I'll say this to anybody who wants to get a jump start. If you haven't checked out New Adventures before, check out, obviously check out these first, uh, first few episodes, really. Uh, they all kind of do a story here, um, as he's coming to Primus. And if nothing else, just go check out the five parters. There, there's, there's one midway through, through season one. And then there's one at the end of season one that like kind of wraps everything up. If, hmm. if if nothing else, watch those probably about a dozen episodes total. Um, it's been a while since I've watched them, so I'm not sure exactly on the counts. But um, there is some good story here. There's some bad story too, but there's some good story too, and that's why I want to bring some attention to it because I don't think it does get the attention it it deserves because there is some good to it. So the. The advantage that we have of being where we are right now and knowing this wasn't the end and the nail in the coffin of the actual line of anything He-Man related is why I'm looking at this from a, it's a car crash, but I'm curious to see what, how it works out. Right. When this first aired, if I would have seen this, I would have felt (laughs) like, you know, for, for a, a, uh, for all of my opinions about whatever, like filmation at least was still keeping the heart of what the concept of it was alive, and it was putting putting these stories in with the the characters' interactions and all that stuff, and makes you care about these guys. And if this was what I walked into at nine or ten years old, I would have felt like this is taking all that outside into my backyard and punching it with a baseball bat, and then peeing on it and walking away you know like right. that's why i can see why people would be mad because you know there is that feeling of that none of this feels right but for some reason they put he-man on this and i'm supposed to like it because it says he-man but none of this feels anything like what what 
I, I was sold previously. Right. So it's like a, a bait and switch almost because they use that title, but it just doesn't have that feeling. Yep. Um, so in that way, I don't begrudge anybody who hated it <laughs> that, that you can hate this because if you grew up from the 80s and you got this mm-hmm. and you tried – yeah. Okay, I'm not going to even fault you for that no, because no, nobody either. knew 2000 X was coming up in another decade after that. You know, no. If, so. if you have legitimately watched this, you know, and just it's not for you, great. Just like anything else, if filmation's not for you, mm-hmm. if is not for you, if Netflix isn't for you, that's fine. But I know there are a lot of people out there who rag on this constantly. Who have never watched an episode in their lives because it's yeah. become the thing to hate it. You know, same the eighty seven mm-hmm. movie went through it too, where it's in the same problem really. It's that a lot of people felt that that was like, oh, that killed the line. You know, people felt the eighty seven movie killed the vintage line. People felt New Adventures killed any chance of a reboot for a very long time, and that led to some hard feelings. And then you get people mm-hmm. coming back into it who are just like, hey, what was this? And they're like, no, that's terrible. Oh, okay, that's terrible. <laughs> Avoid it. And yeah, yeah, and it's it's giving giving something a chance. Right. And, and you know, not not just having a certain opinion. I, and and I appreciate that about it. But yeah, like like I said, anybody who grew up with it and they tried it at that time period, and we had no idea yeah. what was going to happen twenty years later. <laughs> Dear Lord, I don't blame you for hating it, and I don't blame you if that's how you felt and and all that stuff. But for me, you know, I'm 41 watching it last night, yeah. And for me, I'm like, it's it's almost like a curiosity of of just what you know, like <laughs> it's it's it, it had to be similar to how it must have felt if you were reading Batman comics through like the beginning of Batman all the way up until all of a sudden Adam West showed up, yeah. and you're like what but at the same time there's like a but for some reason i'm compelled to still somehow want to see what happens mm-hmm. with this you know there um that's just that's that's a really weird way of, of <laughs> trying to come to terms with it because to me it's not it's not on par with that in any way at least not intentionally right. now skeletor to me is definitely on par with like one of the villains on batman back in those days but but yeah there um it's a show. It's, I mean, it's show. <laughs> and it's it's one you know, like I said, when you want to when you want to throw a new one at me, I'm like, all right, let's see what happens on this one, yeah, and, yeah. and we'll go from there. But uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a good thing. So. so, all that being said, I mean, you can't fault the plot too much because they're setting up a whole new series. Animation is hit or miss. Redesigns are blah. I think I'm gonna have to go a four, four out of ten on this one. It's mm. it's below average all around, but it's a necessary beginning. See, uh, I'm gonna go five only because wow, I just feel higher than I did. I, I'll I'll only do I <laughs> I don't hate it. That's what I said. Yeah. Like, there's definitely some elements like. For me, I think the crystal part was one of those moments where I'm just like, I could have spent like a whole scene and a half on that part, yeah. just understanding what that is about, and and even us talking about it now, I understood a little better of what that was, um, and that's cool. And the, like some of that stuff, I feel, oh, yeah. 
it, it actually helped with the world building in this series, and I enjoyed that. Oh. The designs of some of the ships, like you said, I think are kind of cool. Um, but yeah, and it's it, it's hard for me to to give it a lower rating because, like you said, it's starting out. It's it's like every pilot sucks, <laughs> and then by season three, all of a sudden, it's firing on all cylinders. Right. It's like I've seen parts Parks and Rec season one, <laughs> hated it. And then once yeah. we got into season two, all of a sudden it's the greatest thing I've ever watched, and I'm laughing my butt off mm. through the whole entire thing. You know, it's like it, it, even The Office season one, eh, it yeah. wasn't my thing. And then after a while, it, and it's like, you know, like you got to give some of these things a chance and, and give it a little bit of a curve. But yeah, but, uh, overall, but then though. And those, the funny <laughs> thing is, if you go back and watch those first seasons afterwards, then they're enjoyable. It's weird. Yeah, because you get what they were trying to right. do because you know the characters from the back end. Right. And then when you go forward, and it's also fun to see how the the character evolved into the one that you liked. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, they were finding their feet. That's kind of why I did the five. Because, you know, like, to me... Uh, it, I don't know. There, there's like there was elements of like there was there was this like spirit of He Man to it when he was showed up that I'm like you know what he's not my He Man but it still has this He Man esqueness to it that it's like he's in the shadow of filmation. There's no oh, way around absolutely. it. But he's in the shadow there, of, it, of all the other ones. Basically. Yes. Yes. But, uh, and 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 but he is one. Even <laughs> he is one of them. Yes. And and even the the intro. Oh, they had that moment in it where he's like running and he does that jump and it made me think of like Lion-O doing the backflip on the intro to Thundercats yeah. and they uses the Sword of Omens and all that. And it's like, it has that kind of feel where I'm like, I got to see He-Man kind of doing Thundercats for two seconds and this is why Filmation worked. Not Thundercats for He-Man. <laughs> you know, and so it, it confirmed a lot of my curiosity on that level, but um, yeah, the story, it's like, all right, you know, it, we, we got the premise down. He's in the future. Let's see what happens from there. Absolutely. So, so real quick here before we wrap up, speaking of, of different iterations, speaking of developments, all of that, um, that could be a pretty nice segue here. Um, yep. <clears throat> so over the past week, Kevin Smith has talked some more about the new Masters of the Universe revelation. A Netflix original anime series. And he's said some interesting things. Um, he, he's buckling down on that it will, it, that, it, that it is a continuation of the original series. Here again, he's still saying original series. So, I mean, still a little open for interpretation what exactly he means there. Um... <clears throat> But the biggest, oh, and it has been confirmed now that we are looking at 2021 for release, which I know is quite disappointing considering how far along they are in the process right now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but, and that was that was long before the virus and everything, so I, I don't think it's even the delay because of that. It's just where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing he dropped in this interview is um, he noted that 
the designs for the characters have only been updated to fit with powerhouse animations anime umbrella um, but that they did not redesign the characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so my question especially to somebody who is an artist how can you change an art style and not redesign characters it kind of seems to me like that's exactly what a redesign is is changing the style now yes I'll play devil's advocate right off the bat yes he probably means that they're just similar to the vintage styles Mm -hmm. but the fact that he's and now everyone has picked up Oh, you know, they're not redesigning the new show that's going to, you know, I I have this fear that everyone's going to be disappointed now when this comes out and it's not filmation running across the screen. Because to mm-hmm. me, all these news outlets and everything picking up this quote of his that these characters have not been redesigned is going to perpetuate that old thing of, oh, filmation's back. And there's yeah, no yeah. way this is going to look like filmation, you know. And I've seen Powerhouse's stuff. They do great work, but mm-hmm. it's nothing that's going to be mistaken for anything vintage. Like, I, just, uh, I don't see how they can how, how they can make it look like that, you know. I, I think his use of the word redesign is probably not the greatest word to use for starters because no matter what this is going to have its own feel this is going to have its own look and it's not like they're just going to go and grab everybody from filmation and put them in a studio and just have at it which there there has been over almost a year now we, i mean we literally are coming up to a year of us knowing this is in yeah. the production phase so yeah you're about 9 months last right august mm-hmm. at powercon yeah mm-hmm. and you know like there is still guessing of what this is supposed to be a sequel to crazy, or right? or a, a derivation of yeah. you know like and and it, some people that was well is this going to talk about like are we including the mini comic canon right. and all that stuff and and so like there's an element of it at this point where I'm just like I'd love for him not to talk about it I'd <laughs> love for him to show things finally right. because I I don't I'm not mad at him or whatever but I feel like Okay, I'm going to say probably one of the more divisive things that that I've been able to say on any podcast to date, I think. Our fandom is so used to what we have, we don't like new things half the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're afraid of the new things because there are people out there that anybody that doesn't make it look like my He-Man is automatically not what I want. And it's like, that is part of what isn't good about this at times. Like, that we need to let other creative outlets have their ability to do something with this and do their own creative thing. So there is an element of this whole series that makes me wary of it more than I want to be. Because I'm like, okay, how much am I going to hear fans hate this? Like I hear fans hating the She-Ra show and all this stuff. 
because it's not going to be identical to what we already had when we were kids, and that's what everybody clings to. Uh, not everybody, but a large group do. And that's and that's my worry because here now he's coming out and he's saying, "Hey, this is going to look like what you're used to. This is going to look like your childhood." And it's like, it's not. I've seen powerhouses work; mm-hmm. they don't do that kind of animation. Yeah. It's not going to look and, like that. So I'm worried that it's going to be the opposite, that everyone's going to be built up, that like, oh, yep. this is it. It's a continuation of the series. It's going to be Filmation. It's going to look exactly like I remember, and that's going to come out, and they're going to be like, well, this doesn't look anything like Filmation. This is garbage without giving it yeah. a shot. I, you know? I I think whenever they finally get around to either releasing character designs, which I'm still lost at why they haven't been able to do that yet, Absolutely. because... If they're at animatics, you would figure that at least as a design was figured out well enough they that they're already to. moving forward. With now they're in motion and doing the animatronic part of it and doing doing storyboards and everything. So it's like, how how is that not at least giving us a little more to whet our appetites so we can move forward with either our anticipation or our anxiety for this to be happening? Yeah. You know. Uh, so on that level, like from what you were asking earlier, from the artist's perspective, there's no way that, you know, Kevin Smith could have the identical look of what we had as kids coming out on the big screen. There's just no way around it. Like when I draw, no matter what I try to do, I can ape an element of a style, but in the end of the day, my style still comes through with that. And, a lot of these animators I've I've I, I have now watched Powerhouse because of this show yeah. going to be coming out because I'm really curious to see their variety of styles. And like Castlevania is one style, mm-hmm. and then they had this other one where um, I always forget the name of it. It's uh, I think I think the uh, the name of the show it's in Spanish, but I think it's called Six Fists. It's like one of their other ones that's up there on Netflix. And it's it's about these three kids that were trained by a sensei and and this the, like the big bad they go up against is a pretty ruthless uh like gang lord. And um like that is more anime looking like it, that's like one version of anime. The Castlevania is a whole nother version of anime and then people are having their own issues with using the term anime in general for describing this show. Absolutely. Because I think they're automatically in, well, I don't want my He-Man to look anime and it's like... (laughs) I I feel like Kevin Smith being the showrunner is very much... He's trying to calm so many fears but I feel like he's actually putting down minds... And now yeah. he's in the middle of a minefield because the fans' expectations on something like this, they're not just going to be little tiny baby steps. Right. They're, uh, the minute you see that poster of Grayskull, right. you're just putting them up to an Olympian level of this is what we've been dying to see. And everybody's been saying that. We've been dying to see this. But there's an element of, okay – how is this going to look other than that poster? Right. You know, and nobody knows other than the people working on it. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's like it's, even if we're going to twenty twenty one for it to re release, give us something. Give us yeah. give us a landscape. Give us a background. Give us a you know a royal palace. You know, there's got to be something, 
set in stone by now. They've got scripts done, approved. They're shooting dialogue. And you're telling me that mm-hmm. they don't have any character designs done that they can share. And that would be the best thing to make, you know, to get people to just, you know, to just shut up. <laughs> it's, uh, well, you know, if we it, could just see it. Because all the stuff he's saying, I, I'm of the fear, like I've said, it's going to be a backlash. You know, he even goes so far to say that uh, the story will function as ex- essentially the next episode uh, where the 80s animated series stopped. And, and that, that's that's that everything else that they've said about the plot is not that. It's supposed to be um from what from what I've heard, it's only one it's only one season, it's a mini series, it's not even an ongoing. It's there's this whole big plot that runs throughout the whole season. So right there that's as far from filmation as you can possibly get. Um, and like like we said just earlier in the episode, filmation didn't go from episode to episode to episode. You know, Cold Zone was the last episode that premiered. That wasn't meant to be the last episode. So you know, to, to say this is the you know this this mini series is the next episode to a show that wasn't episodic in that way is right there. It's making my head hurt. Like. If you're going to say it's going to well, continue from that, then then you're going to continue from that. But this, you know, I don't know. It just it's I I don't like the the way he's he's going about promoting this. It's I think it's just going to set us up for a disappointment. Maybe that's just me well, being a negative uh, Nancy, <laughs> which doesn't happen often on this. <laughs> um, I the way that I look at it is him talking about that to me is like it. It's similar to that's your in, you know, like like um, it, it starts off and it kind of has that feel. It'll make you go like, oh, I, you know, it, it has that nostalgia factor to the way that the the episode will start probably. Mm-hmm. And then it like I, I've heard in, in uh, interviews, it's like it'll be it'll be the next the start of the next episode and then it's and then the next thing you know is this gigantic epic battle that erupts. Yeah. And so it's almost like I, I view it in like, okay, the, the beginning of it is going to be the nostalgia and it'll pull at your heartstrings. Your inner child's going to be there going like, ah, this is great. It reminds me of this. And then it turns into our adulthood version of what we've wondered how it would be now that we're in our 30s and 40s and we, we know filmation's there, but we want to see it getting pushed in a direction where it can take some more hits. It yeah. can take a little bit more to the story and to the drama and to the stakes that they're putting into the story because filmation, usually things were status quo by the end of most episodes. Well, exactly. This sounds like they're not gonna they're not gonna go there anymore. Like there was one article um I saw recently where he was saying he was basically saying this would be like He Man's version of Game of Thrones, minus uh, probably the sex and yeah. you know, like the the crazy violence and the nudity, but definitely like putting the stakes up to more Game of Thrones level. And I know like like just hearing you, I can tell yeah. you're not a hundred percent thrilled with that. From somebody like me, 
I don't want it connected to filmation to do that. I think that's, I think my biggest mm-hmm. issue with it is it, if it was its own thing, yeah. if it was MYP, cause MYP would have done some of this stuff. In my opinion, they, yeah. they, they did the snake man, man at arms. Mm-hmm. So they changed that whole thing up. They, they killed off web store and yep. stuff like there was definitely some stuff going on there where, by the end of a season, you got this feeling like crap. They raised the stakes to the point where here's Adam having a showdown with every evil warrior on Eternia in yep. front of Grayskull and nobody having his back. That's good stuff, right. you know? And it's like, you know, they already did it on there. I don't yeah. need it connected to filmation. And, and, and I think that's my biggest issue with this. And that's where I'm going with this because here again, here, okay. So this is going to be the next episode in the Filmation series. But it's going to be an epic mini-series that, you know, reveals the history of Grayskull. But it's also going to be Game of Thrones, minus the nudity. And none of those concepts go together. They just... They they don't. I mean... And that's why I thought this would be a fitting thing to discuss alongside our New Adventures thing here. Because it's what we just said about New Adventures. Are you a continuation of this thing, or are you your own thing? Because you can't mm-hmm. be both. Mm-hmm. So, decide. New Adventures should have decided. They didn't, and you see what happened there. Um, yeah. And honestly, I think this will be different. I I think it will be its own thing. And I think he's. I think it. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier. I think he's just trying to get the fans pumped for this. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going about it the wrong way because he's coming at it from all these different angles, and not all of them can be true. Or if they are all true, that worries me more. Is if they're trying to make all these different things true? Is is because I think it's just going to be a mess. Um, it's going to be chasing the trend, just like New Adventures was, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't want to fault the guy because I, I don't look at Kevin Smith as a slouch when it comes to geekdom. He is that guy, but in that way, he also, uh, I, I look at him as a better lightning rod for the geek stuff, like what CW does mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Marvel movies and the even the DC stuff that's come out. He's He's had his foot in that fandom since he was probably, you know, like knee high to a grasshopper or whatever. And in the case of of Masters, I I feel like his his knowledge of it probably is strictly filmation because that was that was huge in the 80s when that hit. And he was of that age group where, you know, he'd probably want to just check it out and see what the deal is. And he'd see He-Man all over the place. So I'm sure... He'd be like, oh, what's this all about, you know, or whatever. But, you know, I I don't equate him to being in the wheelhouse of liking some of this stuff like he does Batman, Spider-Man, and all that. I I feel like this is a fringe thing to him. And he's been upfront about that, that he does not, this is not his thing, but he has done his research. So, yeah, I I don't fault him for that, you know, and I... You know, we've talked about this before, and I've been mostly positive. I felt good, but it's it's getting to the point where it's basically getting to the point where he, they need to put up or shut up. Either either show us something yeah. or stop doing all these interviews because 
you're just your your quotes are tripping over each other and you may be getting false hopes in people or false ideas in people's mind about what it's going to be and that could be even more damaging to it than anything else you know so sure yeah yeah i mean at this point it'll be going we're closing in on a year of how long we've known about this right and all we've had is you know we got a cast list we saw it, for those of us lucky enough to see that Mattel footage yeah. when um, when was that at, at Comic Con? No. no, Toy Fair. Wasn't it, it? it was Toy New Fair. Toy that's Fair. it. Mm-hmm. At, at Toy Fair, they they had that footage, so we got to at least hear what Mark Hamill was going to do, and we got to hear what Chris Wood was going to sound like, maybe as Adam and stuff like that. And there was a little bit of um, of scare glow in it and stuff. And it's like okay, at least we had that to whet our appetites towards this. But, you know, we don't have visuals to go by. And why would they – it feels so weird that it, it, it's going on a year that we've even heard about this. And it's something that's coming out two years after they announced yeah. the, the, they're doing this when it sounded like, no, it actually was going to come out this year. And now they push it back a little more. And that was one of those sneaky things, too, because I could have swore it was like, oh, fall of 2020, you're going to get this thing. And then out of nowhere, just in the last couple months, it's like 2021. And it's like, well, wasn't it supposed to be this year to tie in with maybe the release of Origins? And it's like 2021. I'm like, I felt like you said something. 2021. You know, it's like. That's all we keep getting out of this now. Yeah. And and we've heard nothing about the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. I mean, nothing. They released yeah. those two teaser images and then radio silence ever since then. Yeah. So it's like, what is going on here, guys? You know? Uh, I don't know. And it, it started long before everything else, so... Well, uh, for me, uh, for me, I think the He-Man one, um, the, the CGI one, is one that I'm probably, I'm a little more excited for that one at times more than Revelation, yeah. and a lot of people look at me funny for that. But I'm like, no, I kind of dig that we're getting a new version for a new age yeah. in that way. Like the it, it, and you know me being being beholden to 2000X the way I am and all that stuff. It's like. There's a feeling of looking at that art that they released to make me go, I feel like it's not dead yet. You know, right. there's there's definitely like he feels like he's in almost like the snake armor look when you see that silhouette of him with with all that stuff, because the armor definitely is not your traditional He-Man armor and all that stuff. The sword is more Eternity War, like you brought up at yep. one point. Um Skeletor has that vibe like the the MYP Skeletor even because he's got the hood down, he's got the shadows, mm. the red eyes are coming through and all that. So, you know, I'm more curious to see what they do with that because I feel like that sounds like they have more free reign to just tell stories. This one, I feel like it's getting to the point where it's getting choked yeah. on all the various things it needs to be and it might not even be all those things that they're hoping for for the people that it's aimed at and this is for us you know yeah. and that's kind of why I'm like you know I'm 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 completely cool that they're they're using filmation as the basis to help with the fans that love filmation but for me already that's that's all automatically like I don't need to keep drawing it back to filmation I kind of want to just do something that is its own thing now because we we as fans keep going to that 
same water trough, you know, that same well. And it gets to the point where, like, I know my son likes watching that stuff and everything, but my daughter now, she's gotten to the point where she wants the Netflix stuff. She doesn't want to watch the old stuff anymore. Absolutely. And because the story is something that's grabbing her versus, you know, like the the He-Man, the once-and-done episodes, those are working for my son really well. Right. But, you know, how how do you make a new generation love this stuff if you keep drawing it back to the stuff that we had it won't always work that way. You need to do something different to open it up to someone like me, along with somebody like my kids or other people's kids or, uh, you know, teens, 20 somethings, whatever, you know? And like, like so. we said earlier, I think the He-Man series, the CGI one, it's got, it's got the potential to be, uh, to have more legs. Cause revolution is very, much, I think so. Even if it's not, you know, right now they're only talking about one season, a, a mini series, basically, um, maybe they might come back for a second one, but just the nature of what we know the story's going to be, it sounds pretty much like like an end game type of thing. Like, uh, like mm-hmm. this is the ending to that era. Um, it's gonna. It's whereas a uh, full on He Man series sounds more like okay, these are just his adventures. Like this, you know, yeah. we can have some overarching continuity, but basically we're just getting back to the drawing board. We're just going to have some fun. We're going to have some adventures, and it can go. You know, as long as we need it to, and that—that's yeah. what I want. I, we said about the comic series after Multiverse over. We just, we just want some ongoing adventures. We just want some stuff yeah. going on. Dump, you know. So. Well, like, I, I mean, Netflix. One of the best things they brought out in as long as I've been a member of Netflix was Voltron Legendary Defender. I still haven't finished it, that. I need to one of well, these days. There are people that love it. There are people that don't like it. But for me, it made me look at what I loved about that. Because I loved Voltron when I was a kid. It was like, when that show came on, yeah, I was right on board with that. Just like He-Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Like, pretty much any cartoon from the 80s sat me down in front of the TV. And usually I was just (laughs) like the most thrilled kid for 30 minutes. But but like Voltron... having that come back made me just go like, well, what are they going to do with this? And then after you start watching it, you're like, I care about these characters. Holy crap. And then when you see like, there is always that typical and and it's the same with He-Man. The minute that they get all the lions to become Voltron, you know, okay, something's about to go down. Just like the minute he draws the power sword, you know, things are real. But I liked how they had to figure it out in that show and they didn't have all the answers. And the lions were like part of like they had to sync up with the lions in order for some of the special features to be mm-hmm. unveil, unveiled to them and stuff. And then when you get into the bigger stories and the bigger aspects of stuff, like when they went up against Zarkon, I was jumping out of my seat, yelling at my TV, going like, holy crap, he could win, you know, and <laughs> and, and like my, my kids and my wife were like, you're watching a cartoon. I'm like. You don't even get that. I'm like, you aren't sitting here watching this. And and um, there's a there's a show on Amazon that I just started with my son, and he he adores it. Nico and the Sword of Light. If you get a chance to watch some of that, it, it's it's very much like it'll make you think of the new Shira show, but it feels like He Man. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have all of that that like. Uh, 
friends are everything and you know care bear stare the way that the she-ra one does that pisses everybody off <laughs> it does have like here's this little kid who is this rough and tumble kid he's got this sword and he's going out fighting monsters and rough and tumble beating the crap out of stuff and then he just wants to eat and take a nap when he's done <laughs> and i I, it's it's adorable. It's funny, and my son is eating it up because he actually like Nico will raise a sword just like He Man, and he yells about, "I am Nico, and I'm here to banish the darkness." And it's like, it makes me think of freaking Stanlin, right. like yeah, I'm not afraid. You know, and he just goes into war, and and so like those are the shows I look at, and I'm like, why can't we just have a He Man show like that? I don't need it connected. Just here's Prince Adam. Just Give this. him the power sword run with it and just let's have some fun yeah exactly Exactly. and and i would love to have it have a continuity because if it's on netflix you can binge it and you're going to enjoy episode to episode some of this but even voltron had one-off episodes they weren't all connected you could have a couple episodes where it was like here's them doing this random thing in the middle of the season just to give it a little bit of a break or whatever but I'm in that mode. I'm like, just give me something that I don't need it connected to something that's going to drive everybody crazy right now. Make it its own thing. Have fun. That's all we're looking for. We're just going to have some fun. And then we're going to have tons of episodes. Yes. (laughs) You and I are going to be here going, well, crap. Everybody's binging this, but we're one episode in. Let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be fun trying to keep up with that. I still, yeah, I still yeah. hope they go do a one per week. I think they should try that out. <laughs> oh, we're 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 gonna we're gonna have to do like all five nights. We're up trying to get, keep up with all this stuff, and then on the <laughs> sixth day we fall over, and that's yeah. the end of it. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I think I think we've run the gamut here. So I I think we gave people plenty to think about. So. I think I'm just gonna yeah, if, if they get to the end of it, boy, are they going to be pissed at us. Let's, let's just put it, at least pissed at me, because I'm the guy that's... I am so... Let's not just keep dragging ourselves back to that. Let's do something new. Let's hey, let's you, open up the doors. You still rank yeah. new adventures higher than I did, so... <laughs> yeah, the, but that was the first fans, episode. You won those fans over today, so... Okay, you three guys, you're with me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. It's funny, though, because when I listen to Rose Google, they're like, yeah, we don't have many people that are like new adventures aficionados. And then they're like, they talk about one or two guys on the boards. And they're like, oh, the yeah. forums of this guy. He's like our goat. And I'm just like, I feel kind of bad. There's an underdog aspect of that that makes me just go like, I'm a 2000X guy. And I kind of know how that feels because we're we're bigger in, in popularity as yeah. 2000X. But there's still that. I get it. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll never get the respect Filmation gets. I never. get it. I get it. <laughs> never. It will never happen. <laughs> oh. oh, but now's the oh, time wow. we ask you, if you've enjoyed this content, uh, leave us a comment down below. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, like, share, subscribe, all, all those buttons down there. Check out, there's some links there. Do all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and and honestly we just want to thank you guys for joining along with us um it's a lot of fun so sean you got anything to add uh i'll just say uh i know we had uh some new subscribers on the youtube channel uh because i know it went up to over 40 now that's pretty cool we got some new people there 
and we had uh, quite a decent amount of people showing up on the Facebook page uh, last weekend, and uh, we 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 are both very happy and in awe that we're drawing attention and people want to hear what we have to say, which is really cool. And we're glad to have you along. So thanks for, thanks for following us. Thanks for liking us. Thanks for subscribing. Absolutely. We couldn't do it without you guys. So, um, if you haven't yet head over to the Facebook page, join us up there. Uh, click that subscribe button. Drop, us, drop a note down below. Let us know what new Adventures episode you want us to do next. What shall we torture Sean with next? <laughs> or any episode in general of any He-Man because, you know, yeah. that, that that's the biggest thing. I'm going to say that before we close. That that's the biggest thing is feel free to take part because it, that that's the one thing that Matt and I are like, how do we make people interact more? And all that we need you guys to do is just throw something at us. That's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be rocket science here, guys. So Absolutely. Hey, if you have a question, you have a complaint, you have an episode or a comic or a storybook, let us know. We'll be more than happy to switch our gears to accommodate any kind of a request like that or a, a fan comment or whatever. So. Absolutely. So if there's nothing else, I'll just leave.